This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey podcast fam, welcome to Hanging For More. It's your host Yasmina. And I'm Maggie. Hanging For More is here to bring you endless laughter and honest conversations. Just remember, if you're loving the podcast, to hit follow and leave us a review as this helps out so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Welcome what's, back. What's going on? Nothing much. Honestly, I've been seeing a lot of family this week. I saw my sister the other day. It was the funniest thing. Why? She like came in came in through the door and she was crying and I was like, what's wrong? She's like, man, they're saying I need braces. I used Invisalign oh. and like the, the company went under. And no she's, way. Yeah, and she's like... <laughs> Why didn't our parents take care of our teeth? Like, now I have to pay thousands of dollars. And she goes, you better take care of your kids' teeth. And I was like, man, I should book them a dentist appointment. Like, this is a struggle. But growing up in an ethnic household, did you, were you, were you guys encouraged to brush your teeth? Um, and, like, no. look after them? No, no. yeah, see? I'm pretty anal about that, but no, you my are. parents yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Billy grew no. up, like, he has the straightest, whitest teeth ever. God bless him. It's so attractive. But I'm like, we didn't grow up with, like, before no. bed, brush your teeth. After, you know, when you wake up, brush your teeth. Like we... No, there was my no dad dental used, hygiene. My dad, do you know Do you know the wood? What wood? Oh, you don't know? Anyway, some of the viewers will know this. In I think it's Islam maybe they use it, but it's like this wood thing and you use it to brush your teeth. Huh? That's what they... Yeah. I don't Is even, it a toothbrush? No, it's literally a piece of timber. Like it looks <laughs> like a piece of timber. Just grab it off the fence and no, just... No, 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 no. It's a specific one. I okay. maybe taste minty. I don't know. I've never tried it. Okay, but enough. my dad used that to brush his teeth. So we really didn't grow up okay. with dental hygiene. <laughs> the best I got out of my parents was I got a veneer tooth done in Morocco. Wow. Okay. And that's as far as <laughs> it went. lucky. Yeah, I was, I was a lucky one. <laughs> it was the worst. But I wanted to ask, today we want to talk a little bit about childhood and childhood memories and the funnies. The stuff that happened, we want to take you down memory lane and make you remember everything about your childhood. Good and bad. Good and bad. Now, I want to know in your family, did you have a, a sibling hierarchy? Yeah, we did. So, so with who our was culture, first? I'm a Syrian. Um, in our culture, it's it doesn't matter. Uh, it's me, my sister and my brother. I'm yeah. the eldest, my brother's in the middle, my sister's the youngest. And my brother is king. King dingling in our family. So <laughs> I think that's even even with us. I think it's a wog thing. Yeah. He the boys is are golden. Literally golden. There is Spoon nothing fed. you can do. Literally. Like I remember like as a kid, he'd get up off the table and just walk away and mum would be like, pick up his plate. And it was like, hey, like I'm no slave. And she was like, you do it. Like your brother is king in wow. this family. Yeah. And even till today, like it's just the way it goes. Yeah. No, in my family... We, we didn't really have a hierarchy in terms of, like, I was always the one who was the responsible one in the family and everything. And my brother the oldest? I always no, forget. I'm the middle child. Oh, the middle yeah, child. my oh, brother's older. That explains older. a yeah, lot. Yeah. Middle child syndrome. Middle. Oh, you're like my brother. That's why we probably That's get along. That's why we get along. Yeah. No, but for us, like, my brother was could get away with murder, but it's also a cultural thing in terms of, like, girls weren't allowed to do certain things. I remember once... Oh my god! It was back in the MSN days, and I sent oh a message my to my brother's friend because I thought he was good looking, and I wrote, "Hey." That's all I wrote was, "Hey, <laughs> bro." The hey got me belted. <laughs> the hey was the you end had of balls me. Even my brother, my brother's friend, told him, and my brother, the the snake he is, went into my mom and dad, and my mom killed me. How yeah, dare no, you? Yeah, it's it the was, same in our family. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I remember, this is actually really funny. Sorry, Simon. Um, I remember it was like, I think it was my birthday or Christmas. I think it was my birthday. Everyone was over, my uncles and everything. God was his soul, my uncle. He came over, I think it was like a stereo system that I had got given for my birthday. It, you know, got it, handed it to me. 
literally had just unwrapped the wrapping and seen it and I was like, fuck, how exciting, like my first stereo system. My brother was like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> literally, it got taken out of my hand by my mum and she was like, you don't need it, your brother can have it. It went straight into his room. Like, I didn't even get to press play. Like, nothing, I heard nothing. He had taken it and I was sitting there like, what the fuck, oh like, how does this make sense? God. Anything, like, I, the funniest is one time, I my brother did karate from when he was really young. Yeah. This is going to sound so fucking stupid. So he, we were mucking around and he knocked me straight in the mouth, busted out a tooth, so I kicked him straight in the balls, right? Literally, that day, my mum goes, cuts out a photo of my brother and sticks it up on the Virgin Mary. Right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> to protect him. Because fuck that, I didn't need no protection. Didn't matter what happened to me. Like, I'm the one with a busted tooth, kicked him in the balls. Thing. His photo was sitting up there for months, like... With the Virgin Mary, like, to protect him, to make sure he was all oh good. Oh, my God, yeah. it was that bad. Yeah, he was king, like, king, like, literally. We had he wanted, he got. That's full on. Yeah. I would have died. I would have been like, I would have ripped that paper off. <laughs> but we had, um, so, I'm Muslim, and when we, when it comes to Eid, we get gifts from our parents. And my mom, from a very young age, like, she would, like, get a suss out about what we wanted, and then she would hide gifts, and Eid morning would be, like, a Christmas morning for those who don't celebrate a Christmas morning where like she'd put out the gifts and you got the gift that you wanted. And we grew up from a low, low income family. So we were really, really poor. And so Eid was like huge because my parents would put in so much effort to get us the gift that we wanted. And on this year, I wanted a baby doll. You know, the baby borns that yeah. pissed when you gave him the milk bottle and yeah. everything. Anyway, that was so beautiful. And I was like, that's what I want. My brother wanted, and my, me and my sister were like, we grew up like twins. So we wanted the same thing. And my brother wanted a pool table. Now, do your calculations. What costs more, the baby born or the pool table? <laughs> he got his pool table. No Do you know what way. Yasmina got? Yasmina got a home brand of the baby born <laughs> that didn't piss when he gave him the bottle. Man, I was burning. I was like, this kid cannot for the life of him. Because he's, he's a male. And it's the same thing with high school. When I started high school, um, I'd never caught pu public transport in my whole entire life. And my mum was like, on oh, my first day. So my brother's first day, she drove him there. She, she worked when we were younger and she still does but yeah anyway she said to me okay so the bus is down the road you're gonna jump on it here's your mikey card and at the time it wasn't a mikey it was one of those things that you get they stamped clip yeah, clip. yeah yeah and she was like there's this is where you go da, da, da. bro my brother got the walk down he forgot to go down like he got taken same as my sister got taken to school on their first day of high school to huge milestone wow, yeah. i got nothing but it just goes to show like Oh, definitely. Girls There's and boys, there is a hierarchy at the end of the day. In our household, there always what's was, the, always has been. What's the biggest lie your parents have told you growing up? Oof, there's so many. Which ones are my? My whole to life say? is a lie. <laughs> my <laughs> whole fucking life is a lie. Um, oh God, I don't know. You might have to take the lead on this one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I can actually say my on camera that isn't going to get me <laughs> into trouble. <laughs> my parents said a lot. There was like, if you drink cold, like anything cold, so ice cream. Um, whether it be cold water or whatever, that you're going to get a sore throat instantly. That's so messed up because I don't drink cold water because of that. I feel like when I do, I literally will get a sore throat. But I do now, but I think that's because <laughs> I was trained to. Like my dad now, if he sees my kids eating ice cream on like they're a day below 30 degrees, he's like, they're going to end up with gerejim, which means like <laughs> with sore throat. And he's like, yeah. and I said to him, I said, you should have taken my tonsils out when I asked you to, <laughs> but you said no. So here I am getting copying sore throats left, right and center. My parents lied about a lot of things. Literally my whole life. Like um, I have a, do you know the beauty spots? Yes. I have one behind my thigh 
yeah, so on my thigh, but behind my legs. And it's quite low. It's next to where my knee is, but a little bit higher than that, yeah, just above my knee. My mum made me believe that God put that beauty spot there <laughs> so that way no dresses or skirts could go above that beauty spot or else I was going to be shunned, basically. So forever I've been thinking that I cannot have my skirt or because dress above that. that, only to find out it's a beauty mark. Did you ever have to cover for any of your siblings? Oh, fucking no. Did you? So many times. No way. But my siblings had to cover for me too. Like my brother got away with basically everything yeah. and my sister was a goody two-shoe. But whenever there was anything like... So we lived in a unit, very, very old unit. But my parents were very strict about keeping everything clean. And one day my mum and dad like went to their room. I don't know, maybe they went out. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember exactly. But me, my sister and my brother were sitting in the kitchen and my mum gave us spaghetti bolognese. And she said, oh yeah, they were in their room. They were sleeping. They went to sleep early, made us dinner and left. Anyway, they gave us the spaghetti bolognese and they said, whatever you do, my mom said, don't go into the lounge room to eat. I know you guys want to watch TV while you're eating, but that's a no. Like, we had to eat in the kitchen. My brother and I were like, let's go to the lounge room and eat it. Like, we'll turn on the TV and we'll just <laughs> sit down and eat it. My sister goes, she's going to follow. So we're like, just hold your plate really, really tight and make sure you don't drop it. I, he walks first, I walk second. My sister not only drops her plate of <laughs> spaghetti bolognese all over the carpet, she then screams at the top of her voice, I dropped it. <laughs> when I tell you, my brother was ready to KO her in the face. I was like, we were scrambling, trying to clean, clean it. it. She was standing there crying. <laughs> we're like, you're going to get us murdered. So many times we, like, my friend had a new puppy once and she lived down the road and my mum went to work and she left us at home on school holidays and we were older. We were like maybe 10, 11. Yeah. Back then it was fine to keep your kids at home <laughs> out, no matter what age. She was like, stay home, don't leave the house. If you leave the house, you're only allowed to go to the bakery next to our house get a donut here's some money and come home but this girl lived on the other side we got to the other side went to her house we saw the dog and i dropped the dog and it broke like a leg it was pretty oh bad i got scared God. i was really scared of animals and i was trying to break my fear Shit. anyway my sister's like i told you we shouldn't have come i told you i told you oh Mum said God. only the bakery and i was like no nah, no nah, we're gonna go we're gonna go as we're walking back i was like i'm so sorry we're gonna go now like she did not want, want me there anymore so we left as we're walking back bro some junkie starts following us and I'm shitting myself as the older sibling that's supposed to take care of it. And these bitches already yeah, warned me we shouldn't have been out. I was like, run, Hannon, run. we got to run. And she's like, what's happening? And I'm like, run. We finally get to the 7-Eleven next to our house. We run in. I'm like, to the guy there behind the counter. I'm like, someone's following us. We're really scared. And he's like, just stay here. And my sister's hysterically crying. And in this one moment, my mom gives us a call. And if we don't answer a call, she sees it as 911. Like, all, all hell breaks through. Send the yeah. police to the house. So I answer... And I'm like, hey, mum, yeah, no, we're fine. We're just walking to, like, the bakery. Like, we're good. My sister's in the background, like, no, there's a man who's chasing us. Like, always. There's Our always something guys. with the siblings. <laughs> like, it's never ending. But, yeah, did you ever have to cover for your uh, I No, siblings? I actually didn't. No, I was, no, I was never put in those situations. The only thing I probably ever did was we had, we lived in a milk bar, and at the back of the milk bar there was a house. So, like, every night my parents would turn on the alarm. The only thing I can really think of, thankfully was just I'd have to turn off the alarm so my brother could come home at any time because the alarm would you'd have to be quick enough to, to turn the alarm off otherwise it would so go off and your parents would him. know what time you were yeah. home so that was the only thing I ever really had to do thankfully oh that was, that's good that was it, it was an what's, easy one for what's me. the worst thing you did as a kid that you can think of like just something that maybe got you in trouble got you busted I don't know if I should share this um how bad is it <laughs> it's pretty bad actually it's this is oh, I feel sorry Simon I'm going to share this one 
He's going to hate me for this. And I, you know what? I've never apologised to him for it. So I'm going to apologise okay. today. What all these you years on. I'm so sorry for that. Like, I'm so sorry. It was, it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the time. But I apologise for that. I, my grandma was here from overseas. We lived in Kooloo at the time. And, um, and obviously because he used to get everything, like going back to the hierarchy, like he was like God's child. <laughs> So one time I was like, I need to get rid of this one, man. I need to get rid of this guy. So I took him down to like the lake in Kooloo where we lived and just took him for a walk. He was younger than I'm me. I'm really scared where difference. this story's going. <laughs> yeah. And I literally said, let's go for a walk. My grandma was here from overseas. She didn't speak any English. My mum and dad were at work. So I said to my grandma, I'm just going to take him to the park. I was like, I'm getting rid of him tonight. That's it. Literally took him down to the park and left him there. <laughs> no. Yeah, and walked back home. My grandma... <laughs> I walked back in the house, I'll never forget it. And my grandma's like, where's your brother? And I was like, he's at the park. He's all right. Like, he's at the park. Like, and I was like, mad. Like, he's How done. That's it. Like, did you I think just, he was gone? He was young, like primary school. Like, and I, in my head, I was like, mad. Job's done. Like, he's gone. Now it's all going to be about me. <laughs> I get everything now. I'm going to go get that radio back. <laughs> and my mum came home and she was like, where's your brother? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It'd been like a couple of hours. Like, I don't know. And I just left him there. So my mum oh grabbed me and my. went back down there, like where he was. And he was there. Was he just sitting? Crying. Was he like, crying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, literally. I'm so sorry. Like, oh my I, God. Yeah, it was horrible. That's like, that like, was the worst yeah, but thing then I ever that did. That goes to show also, like, now being parents, it goes to I show like, how important it is to this. show each kid equally love. Oh, 100%. Like, holy shit, our parents I was, fucked that up. Yeah, I was young. Like, I don't remember how old I was, but I was really, really young. Like, uh, um, 10 maybe I don't know but oh yeah traumatize this poor child for the rest of his life like thank god nothing ever happens I didn't do anything remotely crazy bad but I remember the worst thing I, I did a few things so two things I'll mention one was I wagged school and I gave the the principal's office like the office ladies I gave him a forged note one of my girlfriends had the best handwriting and I was like forge a note say, uh, saying I have a dentist appointment and I gave it to the lady she believed it so I left and me and my friend we only went down the road to the shops but we were so smart we thought we we're so smart we'll change our clothes so they don't see the uniform we changed our clothes we walked down the road we got some fish and chips and stuff and then went to the local park that was next to my school we sat down on the playground my mom works with um disability at a disability service so she was driving with a van full of disability kids like adults they were grown adults she beeps and I'm like I'm fucked <laughs> I looked at my friend and I go I'm fucked like I'm gone anyway she calls me and my friend over she goes get in the car bro I'm sitting here at the back of this van with all these disability <laughs> students that I don't know one was grabbing me by the hair <laughs> one was whacking me one was sign language and I'm not bagging those with disability I respect them I have an auntie that's got a disability but what I'm trying to say is it was the most uncomfortable situation of my life. And I know a lot of her clients, but these clients were new. I didn't know them. So I'm sitting down. My mum's angry, furious. Anyway, I get to school. She drops me off. She drops us both off and she goes, finish your school day. We're going to talk about this after we get home. You know that's oh, code for your day. Oh, like, fuck. Pray to the gods. Bro, I finally got home. My dad's waiting at the door. He finally... I opened the door and he shows me the note. Bro, the bloke drove to the school, went to the oh office, figured out how I got out of school. Bro, how much, how bored are oh you with your life? God. He got the note and he starts lecturing. First, he belted me. Then he started lecturing me about 
how Ford Drew will get you into jail. He made me, gen I was only year seven. <laughs> he made me genuinely believe I was going to jail. He said that he's going to go in front of the whole of assembly and tell them all what a liar and a forger oh. I was. <laughs> Bro, I believe him. This man's crazy. So I was like, oh my God, I'm screwed. Never, never did I wag again. Like literally never again. Hey guys, make sure you subscribe to our Hanging For More podcast and follow us on our socials, Hanging For More, for all the updated information and new podcast releases. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. The second time I got in trouble was when, and this was probably one of the worst things that I, not worst, but like one of the things I remember being so heavily impacted in my life was I used to, in year seven, everything was in year seven, I used to wear a lot of makeup because I was very insecure about myself. And I put gold <laughs> eyeshadow, like gold glitter and silver glitter. Like, do you know the heavy sequence what? style glitter no. on my okay, eyelids? Have you got yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't, thank God. My mum was like to me, I'm going to teach you how to wear makeup. Like, this isn't how oh, you wear it. And I, was nice. like, and I was like, no, this is how I want to wear it. This is how I wear my makeup. This is how I'm going to wear it. She was like, no, 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 no. Anyway, finally got to the point where my brother started to get embarrassed to see me at school. So he, he went to my mum because you need to stop her from wearing this clown makeup. <laughs> she can't be wearing this. Anyway, she said to me, do you know what? That's it, I'm done. You're not wearing makeup anymore. She took it all off me. I wasn't oh allowed God. any makeup. And that was huge for a teenager to be stripped of the mask that shielded them from every insecurity they had i felt like i was in hell so what did i do i stole money from my grandma my, my mom used to go to my grandma's house every weekend we would all go together and she'd leave her money she left her a hundred dollars or maybe 150 dollars each time that's still 50 dollars oh just God. once in a while i stole that money went to the local two dollar shop you remember that brand buy Buys nah. by uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. shittiest, shittiest <laughs> makeup known to men. Bruh, I went there, I bought the makeup, I went to the school, I went to the school and like got <laughs> put on my makeup in the morning. My brother walks past me, he goes, the bitch still has makeup on. He goes back to my mum, he's like, she's still wearing makeup. Mum goes, that's impossible. She, I've taken it all. It's impossible. Because I'd come home with a clean face, I'd scrub <laughs> it before I came home. I got away with it for the longest time. He couldn't prove anything. One day, my mum and dad are spring cleaning the house. Everything's fine. I'm in my room. So I hid this makeup at school. I was smart. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. bring it home. Then one day I had to, like it was end of term and I brought it with me because we were changing lockers. Went home, hid it behind the clock. So our clock had like a 3D, like the back of it was empty. So I put it all behind the clock and left it on there. <sighs> so one day my dad decided to change the clock batteries. When I tell you, he came in and he was like, do you know those men that like answered to the woman? He literally went to my mum, didn't even come to me, went to my mum and I'm in my room helping her put on the fitted sheet in her room, sorry. He comes to her with this, my makeup, my face went red. I'm like, I'm gone. I'm a You're dead. dead woman. That day I copped a belting never to make me wear makeup <laughs> again. I tell you what, she learned about the stealing, she learned about everything my makeup, everything. It was hell. What lies do you tell your kids now? I, I love one of the lies you tell your kids. So my kids think that there's a monster. All right, you don't have to tell me. There's a monster in the garage <laughs> called Bululu. And Bululu comes out to take kids who don't listen to their parents. <laughs> so my kids forever think that there's a monster in the garage. So when they they do something, I'm like, Bululu's coming. I can hear him up the stairs. The and first like, no, 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 time no, 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 no. I heard you say that, I nearly died. I was like, who the fuck's Bululu? Like, <laughs> I've never seen this. Uh, the fear I saw in your kids' eyes when you said that. <laughs> I was like, I'm scared. Like, I'm fucking so scared. So now I've had to change it because they've been in the garage a few times and they think like bullshit, like Bululu's not there. So now they think it's karma. So once Noah fell over after hitting his sister, I go, see karma. He goes, who's karma? I said, it's karma. She gets you back for when you do bad things. And he's like, who is she? I'm like, she's invisible. 
So now he thinks karma exists. She's invisible. She lives around I've us. I've heard them actually yeah, say see? that to each other. It's cute. What's the worst lie you've told your kid? Um, I don't know. You have uh, to for survival. I know, yeah. Worst lie I've ever told Tyson. Are you Ooh. honest with him? I don't know. I think I'm pretty honest with him. I don't know if I've... Anything about the iPad battery dying or do you tell him about like parks being closed oh there's heaps of like little white lies like i don't think there's one like i was traumatized as a kid by so many lies like my dad i remember i wouldn't eat my food i wasn't a big eater as a kid yeah and (laughs) and i remember like not eating all my food and my dad was like if you don't eat your food i'm gonna call the doctor to come now and give you a needle like this is where my phobia of needles comes from and i remember his mate was he worked in corporate or whatever and he'd come (laughs) over i'm not even joking with a suitcase he'd be like yep he'd get on the phone (laughs) pretend he was on the phone the guy would come over with a fucking suitcase and pretend he was gonna get a needle and i'd shit myself so i think like having been traumatized so much i'm so cautious of what i do say to him because i'm like fuck that could lead to like him not eating or not doing this or not doing this so i'm kind of i used to say to my kids like oh the police are going to come and get you and then i realized that's a bad yeah they thing say for that the police so now i stopped and i'm like police protect us yeah because like, i don't i don't use the them. police in any way exactly. now i use it once and yeah. i never again it's hard yeah. being a parent sometimes you got to think of white lies how many times have i called you or someone else and i'm like hey I'm like, hey, is this the park on? Is this the park with the purple slide? Oh yeah, you guys are closed today. Like, yeah. just aerating. Yeah, it, like, doesn't, it doesn't work for me now with through. Tyson being a bit odd. He's like, show me, call them back. <laughs> I want to talk to them. It's like, shut your mouth. What's one thing that you do now with your kids that maybe your parents, your parents would have never done? First thing that comes to mind is actually answer their question. Like, you know, if you ask your parent, "Can I have this?" No. Can we go here? No. Like any question you'd ask them it was always yeah. no there was never an answer as to why it was just no like, yeah so I think for me now I make it a conscious effort when Tyson asks me something I explain to him yeah why like yeah. whether it's dangerous it's not good or whatever the reason is I give him an actual reason as to yeah. why not just a straight no and he'd say but why because I'm your dad or I'm your mom yeah I said so have respect it make sense yeah. like, but why yeah so that's yeah reason. that's what's changed for me mine's definitely like when my kids are like can we have can we go to McDonald's? I'm like, fuck yeah, we can. Like, oh, man, I feel like Mac is too now. Fuck the food at home. My parents, man, it was a luxury. We didn't get anything. And look, we don't go to Mac as often. I don't ask often. But again, that's with balance. I wouldn't yeah. have craved it so much as a kid if it was a luxury. Now it's like, yeah, cool, let's go. Like, it's easy for that. But there's a lot of things. My parents, like, even with emotion, I feel like the way I've brought up my kids is emotion is okay and that, you know, you're safe to share emotion. And when they cry, like, I don't bully them for crying. Yeah. Like, my parents were like, why are you crying? Yeah, same. I'll make you cry. I'll, I'll show you. I'll cry. give you a reason. Yeah. You want to cry more? I'll show you. <laughs> whereas whereas now so I'm like, true. that's okay. Like, my kids come up to me and I pride myself on this. They come up to me and they're like, mum, I'm feeling emotional. And that's usually when they don't have a reason for why they're crying. They just feel upset. And I'm like, do you remember what we talk about? Like, sometimes when we're um, tired our body sends us signals and some of them it means that you know we yeah, start feeling emotional from you so it's like just really verbalizing how even i'm feeling and i'm like i'm feeling angry i'm gonna step away my mom man she's just feeling angry she'll make you know it she'll make you feel it yeah, the whole house so was true. angry and upset the whole house was pissed because she was pissed it's whereas so true. now i'm like no this is on me i need to fix my attitude like i'm not gonna pass this on to everyone in the house let me walk yeah. away and do you mean, look, I'm not perfect, man. I'll lose my flip too, but yeah, no, I agree. we try to better where we can. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? You sort of look at your parents and go, everything that they did, I'm going to make a conscious effort not to do. And I think, like, there was one quote that really stood out to me, or someone had said it online. They said, your parents did the best they could with what they had. 
yeah. with the mental state that they had, how they were brought up, and we're doing the best that we can with what we have. It's and that's okay. You, you mentioned that, Chloe, because I'd seen something on Instagram the other day where it was like, forgive your parents for what they have done um, and be kind to yourself. And I was like, that is so, like, that for me really resonated with me because yeah. I was like, wow, forgiving my parents for, for everything that they did 100%. because they did the best that they could given the circumstances, I mean, you know that now as a parent. And I was like, wow, that, that hit And deep. I think they don't share a lot of the backstory of what makes them who they are and not being open. Like, I remember once my sister had a bit of a falling out with my dad, not a falling out argument, and she was avoiding him. And I said, why are you avoiding him? And she said, whenever I have a day off, he's like, why aren't you working? But he just means that because he's trying to start convo with her. But she felt like a lot of her anxiety to make sure she's working really hard and getting money was coming from those questions and it made her anxious because she's an anxious person. Yeah. And so when I sat down with my dad and I said, this is what makes her anxious. Like, just be be mindful that different people work differently. And he opened up about this life that he had and how his dad died really young and that he had to work from such a young age, like literally the age of like seven, yeah. he had to start working and he was taking care of his whole entire family. Like they had eight kids yeah, so you or nine understand. kids. And he's like, I always had, like my dad left nothing for a rainy day. There was nothing. We had enough to buy this house that we lived in and that was it. So that's all. The, the, they lived week to week. So coming from that, he just wanted to build more and want us to look after ourselves and like work as much as you can. Put stuff behind you because you don't know who, just to have who could security. die when. Yeah. And so it was come from that trauma that he went through but he was projecting it in a way that he didn't realise he was and he didn't realise that we're different and that, like, we live in Australia. We have government help. We have support. It's very different to Morocco. It's not... There's no seven-year-old working. You know what I mean? There's social services. There's help. There's aid for single mums. There's aid for everything. And I think just that trauma and that really put a perspective of, like, the way we were brought up, there's answers to that. Like, oftentimes we don't sit and talk about it. There was... um, a quiz thing on TikTok that I saw. I need to buy it for us and maybe we can do it on the podcast or just do it in general, even with people that we know with your siblings. And they're questions, deep questions. Mm. And one of them was like, if you could change anything or is there something that you want to tell me that you've held off on telling me? Is this, imagine telling your parents that. Or is there one thing you're scared to tell me? Yeah, see, I don't know if they'd understand it though. Yeah. Because sometimes like we've had family conversations just sitting around the fireplace like with my dad and my brother and that and like, you know, you say things to them like, you know, this hurt me growing up or, you know, you never said the words, you're proud of me. But I think you have to be in a place of being able to listen. Like you got to, do you know how like there's that thing even in relationships when you're starting a serious conversation, you got to go, are you okay to have this conversation? Like I want to talk to you about something a bit deep. Are you ready for that? But I think it's more than that. It's understand like them understanding. Like I genuinely believe, like for me, like my parents, my dad doesn't really understand the walk. Yeah, like the mentality. Like, but I read, I read my dad off completely. I thought he would never understand. Then he opened up about this story, and it was like I never gave him the opportunity to understand. The minute he got it wrong once, I went, "You're not going to understand this." Because when you speak to him in a normal conversation, you're like, "But this, this hurt me. Like, this is what you've done." They'll just like be like, oh well, like I've had worse, bro. I was sitting in sticks and shit. Like, <laughs> it's so true. Everything you say, it's you like, what I mean? why are you crying? You have anxiety. There's no such exactly. thing as anxiety. You have depression. Exactly. There's no such thing as yeah. depression. It's yeah. in your head. Exactly. And it's like, I have depression and anxiety because of you. <laughs> <laughs> you are, of course. Yeah. Exactly. It's never even like, and like my mum grew up with my grandpa, who, God bless him, he is the most best human being in the world. And he's someone who's like, happiness comes first, like everyone to be happy. And he's always like, like, talk, like, talk about how you're feeling. Yeah. Whereas my dad's family is very much like, 
don't talk about it, bottle it up and keep it in there for 70 years, then explode. Literally, so yeah. it's like... Or just such, take it to the grave. Yeah, yeah, such different ends of the spectrum. It's so and it's like just dealing with that, it can be really hard. But yeah. opening up these conversations as adults and like sometimes it doesn't have to be that deep. You can just talk about it casually and see where it goes and don't put pressure on it and don't expect to heal from that conversation yeah. and don't expect to hear exactly what you want to hear because it's never... I think that's the key. There's no script. They're never going to tell you what you want to hear. No, no, you're right. That's the key is like not having expectations. expectations of Yeah, that is so true because I think a lot of times when you do have those conversations, you already in your mind are like, I'm expecting this. Yeah. And when you don't get it, it can be really disappointing or disheartening. And it's like, you know what? It's, yeah, change your mindset when it comes to that. And they're human beings. Like our parents are human beings. And I think we often forget that. And it's not until later in life as we're adults, we sometimes still see them as just like mum and dad and you're, you should do better. And it's like they're doing the best that they can, just yeah, like we're doing so the best true. that we can. We're a villain in someone's story. Yeah. And sadly for some parents, they're the villain in their kid's story. Yeah. And you know what? It is what it is. Life hands us these tools and it's how we use them and we can choose to move past it and forgive I and forget. Agree. We can choose to face it and talk about it or we can choose to disassociate from them completely and that's yeah. okay. Whatever works for you in your life. But... Like I said, these conversations don't always go as planned. Like No, they don't. And I think that's one, one thing like with Tyson is I try and keep open communication and, and actually just verbalising things and making it okay to have a safe space to be able to, to talk say that. about I know it. you've taught me that with emotions with Tyson. Like he may just be emotional. Like you yeah. saved the day for me yeah. you know, a couple of days ago, you know, yeah. when he was upset. And sometimes it is hard because you get frustrated as a parent um, because of what you know and it's unlearning all of those things yeah. and just being okay with it. Because it's vulnerable. like emotion was like shunned yeah, as a kid. Yeah, it's allowed to. Bro, why are you sad? Do you have a mortgage? Like, yeah, do you have bills to pay? And it's like, uh, do you know that's the only, that's not the only reason to be sad? Yeah, yeah. you realise that, right? But it's, it's so like, it's, it's not easy. And I think that's something we're all learning to unlearn, you know, going through the motions and controlling our own emotions when it comes to our kids. It's not easy. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, Remember, our parents dealt with things by smacking us. Like we're still, we're still fucking unlearning, <laughs> man. Like we're we're such a different generation, and going it's, through the motions, it is, is it's so not easy now. So I saw this trend on TikTok, <laughs> and it was like, what's one unserious habit, uh, unserious generational habit that you're no longer, like you're not participating in? What is something that your family does that you just refuse to do now? Hoarding everything. My dad is notorious. <laughs> For watering everything, like what did he keep? Everything and anything, like, like what? pins, needles, loose caps, <laughs> like you name it. He turned it into oh, something. Oh, you're kidding! Like, not joking. Like literally anything and everything. I throw everything out. I will never. Like my my mum is notorious for it too. Like I'll throw shit out. She'll go into the bin, have a look at what I've thrown out, and come back and be like, "Why'd you throw this out?" It's like just fucking get rid oh, of it. Like geez. I don't want it. Like I'm the opposite. I yeah. literally the opposite to them. I will not hoard or anything. I throw I throw everything out. That's it. Oh, that's the best. I have the f- literal polar opposite issue. My mum was someone who'd throw everything out. Like it didn't matter what it meant to you. She thought yeah, same. I'm she the thought same. that someone was only allowed to have five outfits in their wardrobe. That if you had any more than that, she had to chuck out one of the five outfits. You had to pick one. Bro, it was a sacrifice. I'd come home from school. I'd be like, bro, where's my clothes? She's like, you don't need more than this. I was like, I'm sorry. So I'd go back into the garage, pluck out things. Oh and so now God. like with my kids, 
I'll tell them, like, do you want to chuck this out? Do you want to keep it? Even if it's a toy and it's in- insignificant, I'll be like, Get them to go through do you want to keep it? Like, let me know what you want to keep. Because I'm like, I want to be mindful that these are your belongings. Whereas <laughs> now, like... <laughs> I still do that with Tyson. Yeah. It's, uh, if he's out, I'm like, this is my opportunity. to Just one item here or there. You can't make it too obvious. Yeah, but my mum made it obvious, man. She chucked out everything down to a hairbrush, to shoes, whatever. Wow. And these socks, if it looked raggedy to her, it was out. It was going. So I was like, that's something that I refuse to redo with my kids i'm very mindful i'm caring see that's nice well that's all we have time for today's episode i hope you enjoyed and be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think share it with your family and friends leave us a review hey guys thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family 